cha-cha. Now we're, we're, we're doing this. <laughs> so for people that don't, I'm trying to keep a straight face right now. Brian uh, is doing all of this via his, te- his cellular telephone. Are you calling me on a cellular telephone? Prank caller. Prank caller. Prank caller. Um, that's a Pulp Fiction reference for those of you who have absolutely no idea what don't, happened. Don't bring your ear. Don't bring your ear, man. Do you know who Marcellus Wallace is? <laughs> so he call, So he's using the AirPods, which apparently had about six and a half minutes of talk time. <laughs> six and a half minutes of talk time. And then we're like, oh, well, I guess we won't be able to have you for the regular show. And then we'll just, Angel's like, why don't you just call in with your phone and we'll give you the link. And he disconnects his headphones and, I'm, and he's like talking like a normal person because he yeah, had to yell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. This is a disaster. It's okay. I love it. I absolutely, this has been the highlight of my goddamn day. And I had spaghetti for you dinner. <laughs> Oh, we don't know where Christopher is. He's MIA. He was literally talking to us in the chat. <laughs> and then he dropped off. And then, I don't know. I, I suspect that there's a nap involved. Probably. Not the non-aggression. <laughs> well, the man is taking a siesta right now. How the fuck are you taking a nap at 6.30, dude? I'd be fucking asleep all night. Or I'd be up all night if I woke up. I'd be up, up all night. night. Yeah, like I could do 20 minutes late and then still sleep, but 20 minutes. You know what I mean? That's like, about... I only just started doing that recently because it's been like, I get like five hours of sleep a night, probably. And then I right. work like, today was a short day, though. I worked nine hours today. Oh, um, tough. Well, <laughs> it's getting but, shorter and shorter. Do you like yeah. it? Do I like what? Do you like the work yet? Fuck no. <laughs> like, I don't think I've, are, you, are you fucking kidding me? I don't think I've ever actually. The only job I really, truly do think I liked and why I have such fucked up issues with everything was the Marine Corps because I bitched about it the entire time. But it was like, you got to hang out with all your boys and like occasionally go shoot stuff. And sure, you got treated like fucking children and got fucking bitched at for the dumbest shit you've ever seen in your entire life. But something that I've learned since like only doing civilian work now, Mm. like it's pretty much just as retarded they just call you by your first name like and you don't have a gun on you and you don't get to occasionally go shoot stuff so it's like it's fucking like what the i mean sure like they're not going to send me to war where i'm working at right now that's pretty much the only pro right now though and like honestly given another couple years they'll probably be so fucking desperate that they're like yeah fuck it we'll send you like why not but yeah no like i'm actively i had an interview last week and now my one buddy <laughs> he's about to launch two more businesses and he's like i need help and i'd be able to give you insurance now instead of you just like working and taking whatever money comes your way and i'm like keep talking <laughs> like this at least oh really sounds, okay yeah. so like i'm really looking into that because it's like yeah sure i'd probably be working pretty hard but at least it's all for us and not some people i don't give a fuck about but yeah, sure. yeah, man, it's it's been a big it's been a it's been a wild ride the last month I'd say and it's not letting up anytime soon. It's not it's letting like, up. <laughs> <laughs> the the beating will continue until morale yeah. improves. 
Absolutely. No, I literally just came here straight from therapy today. So that's the only reason I'm actually like pretty happy right now. Okay, good. I got to offload a bunch of dumb shit. But <laughs> no, yeah, hey. that's legit. I'm ashamed to admit that literally Tuesday morning, like I almost fought a grown man in a loading dock. Like I was that ready to go. Wait a second. Pissed. We need like, a full report, please. So fucking I so to preface this. I'm trying to get meds for ADHD and I was on the wrong meds for whatever. So they had me on Zoloft. I weaned myself off of that. The raw is still fucking horrible. Every day I live in hell, whatever. Um, I have my memory. It's like a fuck it. My brain feels like it's in a trash compactor right now. And it's like, I can't remember shit. Like I can't remember shit. People told me five minutes ago. So yeah, I go to this fucking wall but like i never used to be like that though like uh, come on but uh no I, i'm at this come fucking on. Walmart. come on I'm at, I'm at this fucking i never Walmart. used to be that way either <laughs> shit <laughs> and uh they have like a receiving bay and there's like a door and you have to ring the fucking doorbell and wait for the guy to come fucking unlock it and it takes fucking forever but walk right in and then this guy comes over and he's like, hey, next time I need you to stand there and ring the bell and wait for me. And I'm like, buddy, the door's open. And he's like, I don't care. And I'm like, OK, whatever. <laughs> so I go into the, well, from here. I go into the store and like I have to look at like all the shit that's out of stock. And then like whenever like you, that's how you make your order. And mm -hmm. then you leave the store and then go grab all the shit and come back through the same door. I have already forgotten. Like, I have already forgotten. I don't remember what this man fucking looks like, dude. It's that bad. Yeah. I fucking walk out of the truck. I throw a bunch of shit on a fucking cart. And, like, there's a dude actively walking in, like another vendor, walking in through the open door right now. Yeah. So I walk in right behind him. And then the guy is like, what the fuck did I just tell you? And I'm like, oh, it's already on. Like, I don't, like, I forgot, but like, I don't have the hour to explain to this guy how shitty my fucking month has been. But I'm like, no, listen, I followed this guy in. Like, he walked through. He didn't say shit to him. Unbeknownst to me, he had rung the bell. I didn't fucking see it happen. <laughs> <laughs> And it's one of those, like, you know you're fucking wrong, but you're so pissed off that you don't even care that it's like, I'm like, no, look, like, I fucking saw you standing there. The door was open. I'm coming in. Like, I, I don't give a shit about ringing the fucking bell. Like, I know you're here. And then, like, he looked like he was going to be upset. And then he was just like, all right, whatever. Like, tell me the fucking numbers for the invoice and shit. And he was over it. And I was like, I'm ready to fucking fight. And this guy's like, fuck you, whatever. Let's go. And then, so I'm just like, okay, this is... Like, I, I feel horrible because I'm like, this guy, he's just doing his fucking job. I just hate my job a lot more than he hates his job, probably. Probably. But, well, yeah, whatever. So, I, like, I apologized. I was like, look, man, like, I got to get my head on straight. I'm sorry. I forgot. Like, whatever. And he's like, it's cool. So, it ended up being fine. And it should have been fine the entire time. But, like, yeah, that was the first thing that happened to me Tuesday morning. And I was like, all right, like, I'm fucking done. Like, already. <laughs> so, yeah. It's great. All right. Good, good. That was a uh, it's a hell of a way to start your day. I would be absolutely ruined from that point forward. Like, No, it was a slow recovery. I'm not going to lie. And, like, as the day goes on, I had, like, 20 more stops to make. And it's just, like, the first 10, it's like, yeah, whatever. And then it's like, oh, fuck, like, 
it's already like it's already been like five hours and i still got and it's never like oh it's gonna take me exactly as much time to do these five as it took me to do the first five it's like it's gonna slow down a little bit as the day progresses it's not like a linear uh progression necessarily it's mm-hmm. like you start running out of energy and you're like fuck i need some coffee and like fuck I still have to like go home and do laundry and cook dinner and do all this bullshit afterward. And then you get inside your own fucking head and then you're like, oh, I don't give a fuck anymore. I'll kind of just like half ass it a little bit. I'm going to be out all day anyway. And then you just totally fuck yourself over. Like it's the dumbest shit ever. And I do it every day, but whatever. Yeah, it's a rough go, man. Work sucks. That's why they call it work and job. I know. It's fucking terrible. It's no good. Yeah. It's definitely no good. Uh, I watched the Seinfeld <laughs> episode last night where Kramer gets the uh, the hot tub installed in his. In, <laughs> he has the thing that has like fifteen thousand uh, BTUs, <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it it, it blew out the electricity, and the guy missed the uh, the like Jerry didn't have the alarm. marathon runner. Yeah, the marathon runner. Uh, yeah, that that was a great episode. I think my favorite one I was telling Angel about this is where Elaine is at the dinner party and somebody's talking. <laughs> she goes, maybe the dingo ate your baby. Because <laughs> she kept, the woman, I know which one you're talking about because the woman kept saying, where, you know, where's my fiance? Did you meet my fiance? Oh, where's my, my fiance? fiance? He must be lost, the poor baby. <laughs> and Elaine just snaps and says, Maybe the dingo ate your baby. <laughs> She's like, excuse me? And she goes, maybe the dingo ate your baby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That shit's priceless, man. But no, really, it's that show is, 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 I mean, is it as good as Curb Your Enthusiasm? Probably. I'm a little more biased because I actually enjoy Larry David. Without Seinfeld, there is no Curb, though. Like, you have to, re- You have to admit that. Yes, no, yeah. I do. And honestly, like, Elaine is probably one of the – she's hands down my favorite female character ever. Like, I don't think there's anybody that tops her. Yeah. She's, um, like, her – the kind of shit that she gets involved with and then the dudes that she ends up dating. And now George is getting married to that broad thinking that Jerry Susan? was going to go in on it with him and he broke up with her with his – and he just he does he pulls he pulls the quote lady card where he cries and says he needs more time and she's totally understanding like the the kind of stuff that happens in in this show I know why they call it a show about nothing but I could to- a lot of it I could totally relate to you know like the the it it is that's just the daily activities of life that we have to go through the motions we have to go through but I really. I've really come to enjoy the show. Like, I didn't watch it when it was on TV, like when I was younger. I did not watch it. I didn't even watch Curb Your Enthusiasm until our mutual friend Brian S. was like, dude, you have to watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. I'm like, I don't know, guy. I'm not feeling it. And then I gave it a shot, and then Palestinian Chicken is still – that that to me is the greatest episode of comedic television in history. The best. Yeah. I don't think anything beats Palestinian chicken. And if you guys haven't seen it yet, you need to see it. It is absolutely exquisite. It's amazing. 10 out of 10. Nothing yeah, compares. Yeah. Nothing. Um, 
so yeah, so there any, <laughs> any stories from the road this week? Any because uh, we had the gas station clerk and the penis chocolate for the hard ons last week. So do you have anything interesting this week that transpired while you were out? Oh sure. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I just see weird shit, like all of that, like that Snapchat I sent earlier, where there's a dude, and that's like my drive home from work, like that wasn't even while I was out, but there's an old couple, there's a guy, they're in a convertible, driving on the highway, like 70 miles an hour, uh, on like 303, I think, or like whatever, that, I I can't fucking remember, but yeah, top down, wind blowing mm-hmm. motherfuckers got a mask on dude like i can't i see like first like a week or two ago it was like a chick with the window down smoking a cigarette and she's got the mask around her chin and i was like that's dumb as fuck like oh my god so but then, gross. like I, every week i see something it's like incrementally more fucking weird or just like a whole new flavor of strange but it's like, dude, like, what are you doing? What do you think that thing is honestly doing? Like, did you not have anywhere else to put it? Like, or like the garbage, <laughs> like wherever you were coming from? Like, I, I don't get it, man. If you are driving in a, it's like you're in a fucking wind tunnel, dude. Like, it doesn't matter. Oh, my God. Is that, I can't fucking, it doesn't make any sense. And I'm sure people are going to be like, oh, maybe he has, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> Wearing it. In a convertible with the fucking top down, dude. Like, it doesn't make fucking sense at all. Mm-mm. Like, he could be patient zero for whatever the fuck's next. It still doesn't make sense. No. Nope. Yeah, so there's that. Um, I don't, like, I mean, there's just a bunch of weird. Oh, there was a fucking, I had a moment. It was, like, one of those you don't get to exchange words with somebody. You just make I contact from really far away mm-hmm. you know exactly yeah. what the hell like you recognize and there's never ever see ever again but it's like I know you so today with like I don't know 18 fucking cases of shit on it like it's heavy and I'm going up toward the door they're not automatic doors you gotta pull them open and this woman like an adult woman like full bodied, very physically capable looking. I don't know. Um, walks up, looks at me. I stop with the dolly and I'm like, oh, like after you. And she's like, thank you. And then she doesn't hold the fucking door open. Oh. She just, just walks in and not even like the, oh, I'm already on the inside and I'm going to hold it halfway open for you so you can grab it kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. She just walks in keeps on fucking going and the door shut right behind her and i'm like i do one of those like look for the camera like <laughs> yeah dude sitting like half a parking lot away in the, in the car with the window up and he's looking at me just laughing his ass off and we're just we just both looked at each other and it was like what the fuck was that like <laughs> it was funny and then, like, I opened the door and fucking went in and did my job. Not a big deal. And it's like, I don't expect people to bend over backwards. But it's like a little thing day. Like, that's, and she made eye contact. That's like, go fuck your, like, I don't know what, I, I don't know. It was weird. It, like, that blew my mind. But that was pretty funny. Like, was, I'll admit. Yeah, that was. In that. Yeah, that was a power move. Some guy. Yeah. So, I don't know. Okay. And uh, other than that, like. It's just fucking, like, gross Dollar Generals, dude. There's so many of them. And, like, fucking, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like, 
I get, I get like a new fucking cut on one of my fingers every fucking day, and it's like it, those things. Like it'll be it's dumb as shit every time. And I, every time it happens, I'm just like, I want to throw fucking everything, dude. Like, I'm about to fucking snap. And it's the dumbest shit ever. But it's really not a big deal. It's just, <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Oh. I think you're cracking up. And then, uh, oh, somebody quit. Somebody quit. And then they were like looking around. So they're like, yeah, there's going to be plenty of opportunity coming up here soon for the new guys. And then they look at me and I'm just like, oh, fuck, this is literally a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of opportunities for you to fucking take it up the asshole. That's right. Bend over. That's the thing, though. Like, they honestly get, like, excited. And I'm like, I can't believe anybody in their right mind is excited about this shit. But that's just my fault for putting myself in a place that, like, yeah, you're not gonna like this. It's just for the money, but like, it's still just like, are you really that excited? Like, is this is this your fucking Super Bowl every day? You come in here and do this shit, and your dick's hard for it, and like, you fucking, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know. This is what you go home and like, you you're all good with fuck your wife, thinking about I did this all day, and now I'm gonna come home and dick my wife down. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> it doesn't do it for me. Um, like, but they look at you and they're like, "Yeah, aren't you excited?" And it's like, "No, guy, what the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> like the guy that's yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, there is always that awkward oh, moment where you have to pretend to be excited or happy Can't about something. It. Like, I, I, I don't do it. No, I just straight face. I'm just. Well, like, let me. Well, let me ask you this. Wait, let me ask you this. Have you reached the age? I know that you have, Angel. But but Brian has now discovered anytime you hear somebody you report to or somebody who's higher up on the food chain say the word opportunity, my asshole puckers because I'm like, shit, here we go. <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> what? Opportunity for who? Opportunity for who? Opportunity for me? Probably not. Probably not. That comes from warehousing, my guy. Mm -hmm. They used to do that crap to me all the time. <laughs> all the time. Hey, we have, you know, this is a great opportunity. We had a guy from Boston. Uh, his name was, um, we'll call him Mr. F. Uh, Mr. Fish Odor. Mr. Fish Odor. Mr. Fish Odor. <laughs> he would come down. His name was Bob Fish Odor. And he would come down and he'd be like, uh, listen, we got a great opportunity coming uh, here. Uh, you know, we're going to have a lot more work uh, to get done here in the warehouse. This guy never been to part, picked the, picked the part drove a, a, a truck, anything like that. He was, I had, there was a moment he and I had an understanding. I called him the, I called him the capo de tutti capi, which uh, those of you that watch Sopranos know that means that you're the boss of bosses, right? You're the number one guy in the mafia or as, as Bob Fishoder would have called it the mafia. He would have put an R at the end of the A because yes. he was from New England. I hate okay? that. Um, and I, I was driving this thing <laughs> called the reach truck, right? The reach truck is, is is meant to take pallets up into the air. Can get, I think it's like almost 30,000, maybe 30, 20,000 pounds. I forget how many pounds, not 20. Maybe it was close to a ton you could lift into the air. So it's about 2,200 pounds into the air and, and put something oh, on a shelf. Okay. Yes, and it's a stand-up, right? So you had the joystick and the paddle that you would drive. And it was kind of a... I, I was really good at it. I, I, I enjoyed it. I did. I've done, I've been doing it for a long time, guys. So like I had time to get good at it. Right. Um, reach truck and forklift certified. Thank you very little. So, um, um <laughs> I'll, I'll get you the medal. <laughs> thank you. It'll be in the mail. Right. Um, so I get, 
this was a George W. Bush moment. Remember, I don't, so those of you that are too young to remember this, he went to the supermarket and couldn't believe what the price of milk was because he just has never purchased milk himself. You know, and like, it's fun banana, Michael. It, this, I'm doing the reach truck and I'm lifting this big ass skid of television monitors or like um, ATM monitors, something like that. And it was this really heavy thing, and I'm, I'm bringing it up. You have to push. You have to push the joystick up, and it goes up in the air. And you're paddling, and you're watching. You extend the forks, set it down, uh, retract the forks, pull around. And he's like, I see Mr. Fish Odor in my like the corner of my eye, and he's just watching me, like looking up. For those of you that are doing the audio, this might be an audio only episode. I'm not sure yet. Um, he, he's looking up at me and looking at what I'm doing with like a maze, like like a child in in in. And uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, he's like, wow. You know, he's looking and he's following every movement of the truck because I could see it out of the corner of my eye because I don't want to run him over because then that's definitely you're fired. Like, you're finished. <laughs> yeah. So I come around and before you begin to drive away, you're supposed to stop and put the forks down. Usually if you're you've been doing this for a long time, you're so used to it, you know, you could drive away and drop the forks down as long as it's not through like an overpass or somebody could be walking and you literally decapitate them. So I pull the truck around, I make enough clearance, I drop the forks down. And um, I was writing, uh, doing something because you get a piece of paper and you had to write the location, you put it down, it's very antiquated. And he comes up to me and he goes, you know something, I don't even think he knew my name. Like, honestly, Mr. Fishoder didn't know my name. And he goes, you know something, you're a real pro with that, huh? I mean, I can't believe that I would have brought the whole rack down. And this man, in 2010, was probably making $200,000 a year as a plant manager. <laughs> and he looked at me the way George Bush looked at somebody, you know, paying for milk. Like, really? That's, that's what you do? Like, this is, that's the price of milk? This is how you put parts away? He, <laughs> he looked like he had no idea <laughs> what was happening. And that's, and at that point in time, I was, oh, Jesus, I was making $11.35 an hour back then. Yeah. Have so, you seen? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, have you, it's like that video uh, where Hil Hillary Clinton goes into like an average person's apartment to see how like regular people live. Have you seen that photo of her face when she walks into like their kitchen? Like she looks appalled. Like she's restraining with every ounce of strength I that have she not. has. Oh my God. Yeah. It's she's in like a fucking pantsuit, like in somebody's fucking kitchen. There's like house plants and like fucking, I don't know, the fake linoleum tile and like the all the you know what I'm talking about? Like just a fucking working class person's fucking kitchen. And she looks like shocked. Like, how the fuck did I end up here? Like, it's insane. Yeah, but the, yeah, no, that's it's the total absolutely. removal of reality for those who are in charge and it was just like i remember another time and then i this was right before christopher began working with us as a temporary this was in 2007 so you were 11 at the time i was 27 <laughs> at the time i keep reminding myself of that like i'm doing myself favors it just makes me want to die like i'm like oh god i'm fucking old this is terrible um but i was 27 at the time now mind you the way this particular, let's call it the Umbrella Corporation, okay, for obvious reasons. They're very evil. 
The Umbrella Corporation <laughs> gave you five sick days a year. Five. Okay. Now, mind you, if you had the flu, this is obviously pre-COVID. If you had the flu five days during a work week, you could lose all of your sick days in a week easily. And if you were calling off more than two days in a row, you had to go to the doctor and get a doctor's note that said you were sick. So you couldn't also you take emergency vacation days. They would charge you. They had a point system. If you got the six points, they'd fire you. Calling off was one point and being late was half a point. So we had this huge snowstorm come through um, right around, um, no, not Thanksgiving. What's the other one after that? Not Christmas. What's the one after? In February, Valentine's Day. I'm, I'm cracking up over here. You are. Valentine's Day, this huge snowstorm is coming through. And for once, like the weather people got it right. We got like two feet of snow. Like it was retarded. Fuck yeah. And the day before uh, it happened. I remember. You do? I literally remember. Yeah, I remember what I was doing this weekend as a kid. Like in oh, wow. elementary school. Elementary school. That does work. I went so Under my morale. <laughs> um that's whack so yeah 11 11 yeah i was 27 so the boss comes down the ship not 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 mr fish odor fish odor would have come down for this and talk to us lowly folk for this he'd send down the operations manager for the warehouse uh let's call him scooter scooter comes down and um <laughs> scooter's originally from texas okay so this is his real first experience with real nasty you know hazardous road conditions and it played to our advantage because mr fish odor wouldn't have cared he's like you could die on the way to work you better be dead in your car or we're charging you a point and we'll charge you a point posthumously if we have to god damn it so scooter comes down and he gathers at the whole warehouse okay and he says okay so salaried personnel we're going to take their laptops home and work from home, which at the time was very novel. Okay, only pornographers and like editors for news for like uh, blogs and stuff could work from home. Okay, everybody else had to go to like a physical place to work, um, unless you were doing medical billing or something like that. So Scooter comes down and he says, "Okay, the non-essential personnel. I want you to listen to the way he worded it. Non-essential personnel get to take their laptops home. You, however, are essential." So we need to have you here tomorrow. We just won't charge you any points if you're late for work. And this one girl that we used to work with, Michelle, she was a bit of a whore, but she was she was okay. She was kind of mean spirited sometimes. What? Your your phone's breaking up. What'd you say? I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. We're having technical difficulties here. I don't know. Did we lose him? Is he there? I don't know if he's there. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna carry on in case you have to call back. Oh, shit. That was very delayed. I'm like, oh, like they won't charge you a point if you're late. Hello? Oh, yeah, oh, dude. Shit. This yeah, this is an unmitigated disaster. This is not working out at all. Jesus, I'm here. Well, let me see. Um, I, no, go ahead. Well, I'll just I'll finish the story. So for non-essential employees, which was me, because I was warehouse or essential, excuse me. <laughs> We had we had to we had to come into work and Michelle, the girl who was the whore, 
who could be mean spirited sometimes. Um, she goes, well, if we're so essential, why don't you all pay us like we're essential? And everybody kind of like looked at her and were like, oh, shit. She just said that. <laughs> like, you know, she said the quiet part out loud, which is pretty fantastic. They eventually changed their mind and they let us come. They, they, they said, you don't have to come in. We won't charge you a point, but you won't get paid. So you still have to come to work if you want to get paid, but we're not going to we're not going to um, we're not going to we're not going to charge you a point. And I'm like, OK, so I turned out to be one of four people that came into work after the th or during and after the uh, the snowstorm subsided and my scooter was there because he had like some Dodge Ram super duper like a snowplow truck like a, a truck that was like, I don't know 15 feet off the ground it was ridiculous he could go wherever he wanted and because he was rich and he could afford nice things I had a 2000 Toyota Corolla and I still made it to work and um, I was like 10 minutes late and he goes I didn't expect to see you come in. You were you're like at 35 minutes away. And I'm like, yeah, you told us that if we didn't show up, we weren't going to get paid. Well, I was a single dad at the time. So every dollar fucking counts. Like every single dollar counts. So I showed up to work anyway. All of my friends at work thought I was retarded because that was like a, a free uh a free day where you didn't have to come into work. And I'm like, bro, I can't afford to do that. Like I have to be here. Um, but yeah, I love that. Non-essential people got to work from home. Since you're essential, you have to be, uh, you have to report to work. And then because there was a riot sort of, uh, they were like, okay, well, you don't have to come into work, but if you don't come into work, we're not going to pay you, but we're not going to charge you a point because you could die on the highway with the stupid weather. And I was like, oh, okay, great. Um, anyway, enough about that garbage. Again, I don't know what happened to Christopher. He was talking in the group chat. He has gone MIA. We've lost Brian. This has been an unmitigated disaster. He might try disaster. to uh, phone in using the, the Zoom one tap mobile. Okay, thing. you let him in when he shows up. All right. I, I still haven't heard back from Christopher. I'm sorry, guys. We're trying to record this, and it's definitely not working out. That's why there's only seven and three eighths of you that are still with us to this point in time. Well, not just because of this episode, because of all of the toilet humor, fart jokes, dick jokes, and all of the hobnobbery we've been doing for two and a half years. This is something I wanted to talk about. I, um, and again, this is thanks to Christopher. He found this one. I'm not sure what the post millennial is. I've never heard of this publication. Um, I'm assuming that it's decent uh, or okay. Uh, this is, um, Let's see who's reporting on this story. So this is okay. Andy Andingo, that's his name. He's um, I think he's the one who's had like crap thrown on him by Antifa, and he like chronicles what goes on in in Portland, Oregon. I guess I don't know. We only have one person that really hung out in in Portland, and that's Riley, and that's because of work. Um, well, but this is interesting. So Portland Antifa riot arrestee charged in sh in child sexting. So yeah. This is great. Uh, from September 6, 2022, additional details from court documents and comments from the Multnomah, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Multnomah County District Attorney's Office have been added to the report of Portland, Oregon, far-left activists who was repeatedly charged with felonies during the summer of Antifa riots in 2020 has been arrested last Friday in a child sex sting. 
Aubrey Ryan Quinn Ward. That's four names. That's only I, that's why. That, yeah. Hey. That's real bad. Yeah. That's. <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald only had three. Yeah, you got that right. <laughs> they killed the president. Well, they, he didn't kill the president. No, no, he was just a patsy. Just take him at his word. Um, was arrested on September 2nd in neighboring Washington County by deputies following an investigation into online pedophiles. Law enforcement posed as children on social media platforms in the child predator sting that also resulted in the arrest of four other men in the Portland area. Quinn Ward allegedly traveled to meet a child for sex in a Beaverton parking lot, but was instead arrested by law enforcement. Even a broken clock is right twice a day, ladies and gentlemen. Quinn Ward has been charged with luring a minor and a first-degree online sexual corruption of a child, both felonies. He was quickly released without bail the following day. He has pleaded not guilty to the charges, and that's great, isn't it? Okay, he is quickly released from jail following felony charges, mirrors his multiple arrests in 2020 at the height of the nightly Black Lives Matter Antifa riots in Portland after George Floyd died. Okay, and then there's the... um, Let's see if I can uh, put this up there for you folks so you can see those of you that want to see what these fuckers look like. I'll show you what they look like. So these are the jokers here. So this guy, Aubrey Quinn Ward, they're missing one name because he had four of them. This is the scumbag that tried to meet up with a kid right here. Yeah, that's the guy that we're talking about. All right. So let's go down here. Here are the court documents. Um contract with minors using uh the internet on july 17 2020 the 50th straight night of rioting quinn ward was among those arrested after rioters blocked exits and tried to set a federal courthouse and the justice center on fire again that's not nearly as bad as trying to solicit sex from a minor on the internet i'm perfectly comfortable with the former not the latter at the time he was charged with felony rioting escaping from police resisting arrest interfering with officers and disorderly conduct his $36,500 bail was waived, and he was quickly released. His case was dropped altogether by the Multnomah County District Attorney's Office shortly later. Um, let's see. What does he have? Are those ninja swords? Wow. They're like he, went to, he, he had like this plastic chess piece, kind of like it looks like he was going paintballing, and then he had like katanas, the kind of the, the katanas you would like find at like a, like a store in the mall. That was run by Asian people to try to fool yeah. the, the the suburban kids into oh yeah we've got we've got ancient Japanese and Chinese weapons and it's that like looks like a baseball vest or something nah, like it, an umpire vest maybe almost. I, don't I don't know, know. it's definitely not going to stop a bullet um, and these swords are probably not definitely even definitely doesn't look like it would do that no and then look at the swords like these are not katanas from okinawa like this ain't happening like these are not samurai swords this is garbage it's from not a hattori hanzo sword it is not a hattori hanzo sword whatsoever sir not at all those of you that don't know what that reference is i, I genuinely feel sorry for you uh it's a great movie I'm, su- I'm surprised i can remember that shit but i like can't remember anything i did this week like i'm not upset like i'm i like that movie but <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, we all like the movie. The only the one of the best memories I have of that movie was I'm sitting in there and I went with Ray, who's been on the show a couple of times. Um, she's yeah. Team Mandalore. She's the artist. Uh, she, her, and I went, and I remember a lady bringing her like three year old daughter to the film, and I'm like, okay, I, I don't know if this is entirely appropriate for a three year old to watch. 
uh, just because of the, like, you know, my name is Buck and I like to have sexual intercourse uh, sort of thing. Not <laughs> to mention um, all of the, um, the, like, the violence and the blood. Huh? The first time I saw that movie, it was on TV. So I heard it the first time as my name is Buck and I like to party. <laughs> that's like the, dude, that's like the big Lebowski. You know, what do you do when you find a stranger in the Alps? Um, <laughs> it's the same crap, man. It's the same crap. So this is the douchebag uh, that uh, wanted to solicit a child. Look at this fucking guy right here. Look at this piece of garbage. This this is what's going to put me in camps. I'm not scared anymore. I'm, I wasn't before, but look at this is the guy who's going to put me in a re-education camp. I, I, I don't think you. I, I don't think so. All I, all I think when I see that is like I look at him and it was like when uh, what's his name told Rocky, I must break you. I'm going to break him. That's what I would like to do. Uh, Quinn Ward returned to the nightly riots, and he was arrested again after the 90th Antifa riot on August 25th, 2020. I keep forgetting how violent that summer was. I, I remember talking to you, Brian, and I was like, is this it? Is this the ice cream social? Like, is this, is this really going to – is this what's happening? Because it was happening all I forgot over. any of it even happened. For real. Like, it was. it's so old news by now. It's not even important. It's crazy, though. Like, it's uh, how fucked up is it, though, that that's like, oh, yeah, like, I guess that happened. Like, I remember yeah. I got home. Fr- I got home from New York literally like a couple days before they started burning down like police precincts and shit. And I was like, God damn, like, I miss all the fucking fun. But I mean, it was probably for the best. But yeah, like, no, I forgot that whole summer even happened, basically. Yeah, that's wild stuff, man. Um, there what they, they said the 90th riot like who was there were that many yeah that it, portland has like been on fire for like two and a half years apparently i mean it's wild stuff and then who could forget every time I, I, remember the Chaz garden i still get a chuckle out of that goddamn thing every single time with these commies <laughs> trying to grow they're trying to grow shit on cardboard and like topsoil (laughs) like it was it was unbelievable and the next day they were asking for donations because they were running out of food and they're like we're gonna grow food and it's like hey guy do you have any idea how long that takes and by the way you're in seattle washington not saying it's impossible but you're not known no you're late too because it was what like the middle of the fucking summer right yeah, that was yeah. Because you gotta after. start some of that shit in like the fucking winter if you want it to be ready when the ground's not like there, there's yeah. dumb shit. Yeah, it was dumb. It was really um, super retarded, as they say in Japan. I don't know. If it's <laughs> um, super retarded. <laughs> and then cue in the uh, the manga music and all that stuff. I, it's something I never got into. I, I I've tried. I watched. Um, I've watched a couple of them and I just, it's not my cup of tea. I don't have a problem with it. Attack on Titan. I don't know if that counts as manga, uh, but I've watched that and that's weird enough to keep my interest. It's weird enough. You watch it on TV. It's anime, right? I thought manga was the books. Okay. See, I don't know nothing about it. I know nothing about it. So anime. So anime. What what is the thing that they call people that like my kids said it the other day? Weeb? You're a weeb. A weeb. Yeah. It's short for weeaboo. What does that even mean? Dude, I don't know. I've just heard it so many times. Like, 
most of the ones like I've known a lot more women, I think, than men to be weebs, but I think it's just mostly like the men don't come out of their house. But <laughs> I'm dead enough. serious. They're the ones they have like the fucking body pillows that have like an anime character on them and they call it like their waifu or something. I don't know if the waifu actually is the pillow or the character. I'm not sure. Someone's gonna have to school me on this shit. But not hundred percent. Yeah, no, it's like it's weird because like i mean the me- the men that do that like they're more like the neck beard like not gonna wear deodorant like that kind of not like no sleep no sunlight right like very pale like that kind but like mo- all of the weeb women i have known for the most part like they go outside generally take care of themselves like they're just i don't know probably closer to just being like nerds okay fair enough Fair enough. Speaking of nerd, but, yeah, I there was an Instagram thing that I saw uh, from a, a nerd account that I follow because I'm a fan. Darth Vader versus Sauron. Which one would win? And, no idea. Okay, you have no idea. Well, let me explain something to the audience for those of you. Um, I, I'm a big fan of both. I started on Star Wars first. But let us be very clear. I don't think Darth Vader has one fucking chance to fight Sauron. Like Sauron, you know, he got taken out by a hobbit. Yeah, while well, he was distracted by everybody and their sister trying to fight him. You know, like I mean, it, anyway, I just think I love Darth Vader. I think he's the greatest cinematic villain in history, but I don't think he has a chance against Sauron. Right. What do you what do you think, Angel? I, I know that you're, you're a I fan. agree because it, Sauron wasn't just fighting a hobbit. He was fighting, you know, elves and uh, dwarves and wizards and men, and the list goes on, that, that were fighting the orcs as well as himself. And you had some very powerful characters um, in reference to the movie, um, which I'm sure the books are, um, you know, kind of line up with the movie. Well, I should say the movie line line up with the books right um but they're you know they're force heavy you know coming at him and they draw his attention away from sam and frodo who are who are on this mission to destroy the ring thus destroying him and his power so there are a lot of different elements that are happening at the time when you know the the ring ends up being in to you know the the lava spoiler alert the lava and and it gets destroyed right and and you know in in the movie depiction you know which many people have you know watched um you know frodo is at the edge where he's gonna you know he's supposed to throw the ring in but the ring's power overtakes him and he doesn't want to do it and he fights with Gollum or schmeagle and schmeagle bites off his finger mm-hmm. and has the ring and falls into the lava. So technically, technically Schmeagel actually saved the day um, with his actions and his greed and um, his, his uh, overwhelming desire to possess the ring more than his own life. Yeah, and yeah. that's what wins in the end. That's, that's what happens in the story. So true, true. And for those of you who are not familiar with what we're talking about, don't worry. What we just talked about was pretty awesome. 
Um, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it. Um, I'd like to know. I know that uh, our friend Elliot is a big fan of Tolkien. I'm not sure, if, uh, Elliot, if you're a Star Wars fan, but let us know what you think. I, um, I like as someone who is a fan of both. It's it's not even difficult for me. Well, to Well, like with Darth Vader. Okay, so all you ever really see are you know what the movies depict, and there are some you know Star Wars universe you know novels or um, comic books, whatever you want to call them, stories that are outside of what you know George Lucas provided initially. Um, as a storyline and maybe there are some that he produced I'm not really sure I'm not as you know in depth into it on that end but Darth Vader is only ever fighting like the um, rebel force like he's only ever fighting the the Jedi and the people who are on the side of the Jedi and there's less of them than there are of the Empire and the Empire is massive yeah and you know, it's there's there's less rebels, and so he doesn't have as much adverse adversity coming after him as Fair you know enough. Sauron did. Um, so, and he, I mean, he's quite powerful, but it's a, it's it's a different kind of thing, different kind of universe, different kind of uh, situation sure. going on. I get it. You know, I I understand what you're saying, and yeah i i'm just curious what other people think there's there was a big nerd out on the comment section people were getting very upset um like there's a right answer well i mean there is kind of a right answer but um people were getting very angry about it and taking it personally as if like they were fighting for the honor of star wars george lucas and darth vader himself um just two different two different yeah it's an interesting one to, to tackle but i'm pretty sure that we got this one right so Moving on to a serious subject. Serious. Very serious. Uh, super serial. JP Morgan, Deutsche Bank, and other major European banks are turning off hot water, stopping fountains, and preparing diesel generators as Russia chokes the energy supply. So I know that uh, at first the, the Ruskies uh, pulled the old, oh, it's, but there's a part that's broken, or we have to shut down the pipeline because no, they're shutting down the pipeline because of the sanctions. And then they came out and said, "Well, yes, but now you will have to lift the sanction before you get the gas for the winter time, comrade." I'm very sorry, but uh, you are taking Ukraine's side, and no good. Um, apparently, there's a counteroffensive <laughs> happening in the south of Ukraine. Um, there's a couple of accounts I've talked about on the show plenty of times. If you want to check it out, Popular Front um donbass frontier uh and then atlas news covers some of it um and then they have embedded reporters that are actually on the ground people behind lines that are living in occupied territories taking pictures of stuff uh what's happening what the russians have done and you know the the results of the war um apparently the ukrainians are pushing they took a couple of cities already in the south uh I don't know. Good luck to them. I, I hope it all works out I they, with the least amount of casualties as possible, even though that uh, ship has sailed and sailed a while ago. Uh, again, I, I just it's tragic that Ukraine has become a testing ground for weapons from the Western Alliance. And of course, uh, the commies, I mean, excuse me, the Russian Red Army, I mean, the Russian Federation Army uh, who decided to mine somebody else's business and try to invade their neighbor. Uh, it's very tragic. Um, and then there was a video that was produced the other day 
about how Russia has continuously tried to suppress Ukrainian identity and language, backed up by empirical evidence. So again, you may not like what's happening, but there is some truth to the big brother being a big asshole. Uh, and this is pre-revolutionary Russia, pre-Bolshevik uh, takeover. Remember, they weren't elected. They took over the government. Um, 25%. All it takes is 25%, folks. So uh, keep your hopes up. No, I'm just kidding. I bring you more of the same. There is no hope. And it's going to be... So Joe Biden, who talked about the winter of death coming up, apparently that he was really talking about Europe. He was seeing into the future. So this is going to be a cold one for them. So let's go through this one here. This is uh, from... What is this? This is from Business Insider. Business Insider, a periodical of great note. But I hardly know her. (laughs) 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 Had to be done. Uh, It says here, major banks across Europe are implementing measures in the workplace to cut down on energy consumption as Russia tightens its gas supply to the continent. The Kremlin shut off its natural gas flow to Europe via the Nord Stream 1 pipeline. Uh, last week and said it wouldn't reopen it until the West lifts sanctions against Moscow, but in place after Russia invaded Ukraine, also known as the special military operation. Um, Very special, (laughs) very, very special. Reuters reported on Wednesday that the global banks in Europe had started to crack down on their energy use to prepare for rationing and power cuts before winter. You're cracking up and they're cracking down. There's a lot of cracking going on. Uh, Smoke crack. JP Morgan, locations in Europe have carried out power outage simulations to help prepare for a loss of power. Person with knowledge of the matter told Reuters, why does it always have to be somebody with a person of knowledge or an un- unnamed source? Can we have somebody step up and say, yes, I am the vice president of operations and uh, we're shutting this shit down because we're running out of well, money. Well, no, because then you, they lose plausible deniability. Ah, yes, I forgot about that. Well put, well put. JP Morgan locations, uh, so in Europe, they're going to look to simulate shutdowns, preparing for something really nasty to happen this coming winter. No good. JP Morgan declined to comment to the insider about its energy saving plans. Oh, that's to be noted. The German banking giant Deutsche Bank told Reuters it was switching off hot water in bathrooms, changing the temperatures in offices, and turning off the fountains outside its main office in Frankfurt. I mean, okay. Uh, the bank also told the public they still, uh, what they still got all the furnaces from the camps left over. Like oh. they're gonna start sad face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was, they tried to patent that shit, man. Like they, they they, they're probably, it's been sitting back there somewhere. Like I'm sure somebody's thinking about it. By the way, I have to circle back. I'm going to pull a gen ball sacky and circle back here. Okay. I'm rolling up my sleeves for this one. This man who is talking on the phone, by the way, is like the Joker. Some men want to watch the world burn. This man is one of those people. He posted something very funny. Oh, yes, you. And you know exactly what I'm talking about because I was like, I don't yet, but I hope I do. fucking Christ. He posted something about uh, there's a meme going around where Borat is HBO and Amazon is the neighbor. And he's like, I I get the high fantasy series. He get the high fantasy series. Um, but then it's not, like it says he cannot afford great success. And the guy, one of your friends was like, you know, is it really that bad? I answered him and I'm like, no, it's not bad. Like it's visually, it's visually nice, but so far, you know, nothing too exciting to report. And Brian chimes in. He goes, I haven't watched either one. I'm just here for the hate. 
So here is Brian <laughs> stoking nerd flames on the goddamn Facebook. Uh, well, fuck. Like, fuck of a leap. I'm like, it's really? Fun. I don't have time for TV. No, you don't. You don't have time. This is my TV. This is TV. <laughs> Fair enough. That's so, the fun part. When you stop watching TV, all of life just becomes TV, and you start like making storylines in your head, and it's all fucked up. But like, occasionally, it's very funny. You're like Kilgore Trout riding in the truck across the country to Midland City, just making up stories in the truck about certain things. Remember that when he was like, he would just come up with a story <laughs> and just putting it together. I, Brian and I are actually writing a book right now. Uh, no, no bullshit. We're not going to tell you what it is, but we are doing a book. Um, it's set to release. I don't know, probably before I die, uh, unless tomorrow's that day, in which case you're not getting it. Um, so you can either be hopeful <laughs> in one way or the other. We'll see what happens, but um, we're working on it. Uh, he's um, he and I are collaborating so like my waiting for my adderall prescription to come through (laughs) (laughs) there you go and then i'm gonna snort viagra and really like you know channel my heart on energy my fat dick use your head yes my fat dick spirit and i'm gonna channel it into the writing of this book and like michael malice said you go to the bookstore and look at all the hundreds of mediocre and bad books on the shelf that could be you and it's going to be us we are going to be one of those crappy authors um and uh, some of you will receive complimentary copies because probably nobody will buy it but we could say that we wrote one and we're looking forward to it. i have some other ideas too that i could talk to you about off the off the stream or whatever you want to call it sure, sure. i have one that I, I have one that i think wouldn't be that hard it would just be time consuming well for the time being all we have is time until thermonuclear holocaust the planet dies or i drop dead of a massive heart attack all of which are possibilities some of them more likely than others i'll let you think about which one is more likely than the other um very much in the game gentlemen very much (laughs) (laughs) yes yes so um when here's the funny thing this is to let you know where i come from when they said turn fountains off at the beginning of this article do you know what i was thinking i was thinking about water fountains to drink water for workers no no no, it's the fountains in front of the office Mm mm-hmm that's that's how removed from their reality I am. I'm like, yeah, um, see, we're cutting back. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I thought I was like, because I thought that was really shitty. I'm like, wait a second. The workers have to have something to drink, right? They have to be able to get water. I was like, maybe they have water coolers. I saw a fountain and I thought water fountain. Yeah, water fountain for display. You fucking idiot. <laughs> it's not for consumption. We don't care about people's hydration, bitch. We care about making it look pretty as you walk into this den of thieves. Jesus Christ. I don't know what planet I'm on. This is terrible. No good. Uh, the stock exchange firm Euronext told Reuters it had backup generators and had re- uh, reevaluated its energy usage <laughs> since the beginning of the special. Where the fuck are they going to get the fuel for the generators? Like- ah, that's one. Of, that's a very good point. Unicredit, one of Italy's largest banks, had a power supply from two independent power stations that could provide energy to two of its data centers, a source told Reuters, without disclosing how long the power would last. About eight hours. Uh, France's largest bank, BNP Paribas, Paribas? I don't know how to pronounce it. You know that the French are very serious about their language. Paribas. Yeah, no, I don't think they roll the R. Um, that would be from España. Uh, had also taken steps. To yeah, their neighbors. Off. 
Yeah, they are neighbors, you know, with the Pyrenees Mountains and doors in the middle. Anyway, we continue. Reuters reported citing a source <laughs> close to the bank. Apart from J.P. Morgan and Zurich, the companies mentioned in this article did not immediately respond to requests for comment from Insider. From inside of her. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck you. <laughs> You're going to think of that every time now. Yeah, and it's over for me. It's over for me. It's not just the banks that are cracking down on power consumption this year. European governments have introduced measures ahead of the winter of death. That's not what the article says. Uh, to prevent energy shortages, Germany has barred energy intensive heating of private swimming and bathing pools, while Finland has urged people to spend less time in saunas and showers. So for those of you in Finland, and we have a few listeners from Finland, I like it how they urged you, but they knew not to push the issue. They're like, listen, you should probably cut back because they kind of did the whole, all right, we asked you to do it. If you do do it, great. If not, we're not going to do anything about it, especially with your. They're doing the soft open. I yes. know that, like you know, I'm, I don't have a lot of money, but who the fuck has a sauna in their house? We could cut cut back on saunas. Look that up. Look where that the up. fuck are you going? Where you're ha- where you're having a sauna all I, the time? I I from what I, I used to work with a young lady who went to Finland to visit her relatives, and from what I understand, damn near everyone who owns a home has a small sauna in the back and in their garden i'm not even kidding so like i would be happy with that do you understand like i love the sauna i love hanging out in there i also but i think i'm more of i'm an american i'm more of a hot tub guy let's be honest with each other here i'm more of a hot tub guy i'm not about sweating the the lbs off i'm more about like kramer I'm going to sit in the hot soup. You can throw <laughs> in there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to sit in that hot soup, baby. That's just the way we roll. Um, but, yeah, I, from what I understand, like, sauna is like is it's kind of like um, like the Italians and the Sopranos were taking the schwitz when they go and they get the um, the steam bath. I think. Yeah, but we don't. Okay. <laughs> Again, in America, okay, there are no fucking saunas all over the goddamn place. You're not going to go outside in my backyard as a fucking sauna. Even, like, rich people don't have a sauna in their backyard. Like, I mean, celebrities might You're have... You're hanging out with rich people. Yeah, like, I don't know. I've never seen... I've never... I don't know. There's only been a couple of houses that I... When I used to clean uh, residentially that had a sauna. Okay. We're going to get into this right now. Yeah. This is from the Tiaga Times. (laughs) This is a periodical of excellent note. By the name by itself, the Tiaga Times. This is great. I'm so glad we we stumbled upon this. I'm going to subscribe to this blog right after this shit show is over. If you have visited Finland or planning to visit, I'm building a sauna this afternoon, this evening. What time is it? (laughs) There's no time. Tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to pretend like I'm working and I'm going to build a sauna in the back of my shitty patio. What are you doing back there? Nothing. Don't worry. <laughs> sauna is part is a strong part of the Finnish lifestyle, and we have over 2 million saunas in a land with 5.5 million people. There's your fucking answer right there. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. This is serious business over there. This is a culture of there. You think we could do like a gun for sauna exchange or something? like? Okay, Fed. That's rude. Well, we're, not I mean, ex- we're not exchanging shit. Not all of them. Not all of them. No, and not to the cops. Not to the I'm cops. I'm talking about like with the, the Finns. <laughs> we'll call them. Well, yeah, with the Finns. We'll be like, Everything's going to fall apart for them. They're going to need the guns. We want some fucking saunas. Come on. Listen, we're gonna we can talk. help each other out here. 
we're going to be like, bro, what you need to fight the Russians here. You're next on the dinner menu. Yeah. We okay. All right. Now, now I'm on board. Before you had me scurred. Now I'm on board. This sounds like a good idea. So it says. I think it's a great idea. We just need a boat. Well, we can we can put that together. I mean, we can put that together, right? We would go up the St. Lawrence Seaway and just sail out, and maybe we could raid. Is that the one that connects to Lake Erie? Yeah, we could raid the Canadian coast, maybe for supplies or something like that. I mean, we'd be committing piracy, but you know, live a little for Christ's sake. Uh, You're goddamn right. <laughs> the sauna belongs in our daily lives, like sleeping or eating. I could say that every Finn or 99%, the 1% being newborn babies, have been in a sauna. This also includes toddlers. I was around one year old when I visited the sauna for the first time. Somebody must have told you that guy. You know you don't remember. It's no wonder that I love saunas <laughs> and still go weekly. My family calls me the sauna fox because I love my saunas hot. And if I had the chance, I would go every day. I have no idea how saunas and foxes go together, though. All right, that's fair. I don't know either. That, that makes two of us, guy. Saunas um, are not only a part of daily lives, but you know, part of Finnish holiday celebrations. It's part of our holiday traditions. What? Yeah, Christmas and Midsummer. Midsummer is one of my favorite holidays of the year and requires a minimum of two saunas per day over the course of a long weekend. See, Angel, and you were asking. Yeah, questions. I've seen that movie. Yeah, I didn't watch it. It may, it may not be. I sick. just, what? you know what? I'm fucking up. Yeah. I yeah. need a fucking hot tub and a sauna combo. Like I need the hot tub outside of the sauna. I need, I need these things. So I, I better get to it, man. Yeah, you, you really. I need to do something. Really, yeah, you got to get after it. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I got to hustle more, man. Got to hustle more. Got to make that money. Yeah. So it says here, let's see. It may not be set in stone, but this is how we do it. The Christmas sauna is a sort of transition from the regular working week mindset into a holiday mode after the christmas sauna the festivities begin uh the oldest finished saunas were made as pits in the ground and date back to several thousand years ago unfortunately there's no written history of how the first one came to finland but there are remnants of saunas that we uh that are so-called ground pit saunas and we use that were used during the stone age so they have been doing this for a long time okay well you know what i think other places know how to relax better as well like i i don't know you sat in the sauna i have i like it yeah i like the wood smell that is it cedar it's a nice smell it's a nice smell and you feel like you're sweating off the nachos grande that you had like you really feel like you're doing something productive as opposed to sitting in the hot tub realizing that if you fall asleep after consuming too much alcohol (laughs) or whatever you're gonna die because you're in hot soup it is a hot soup. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hot soup. But, um, yeah, man, that's, I found that very interesting. So, yeah, there you go. We, we covered a lot of things today. This has been an, an unmitigated disaster. I know that I say that. It um, hasn't been that bad. But, you know, before we wrap it up, I just want to say that, um, you know, I've been working on trying to compile, um, you know, some similarities and, like, shootings. Um, you know, schools, mass shootings, things like that. And um, I've been working on that. So if that's something that you guys are interested um, in hearing, just because um, recently with Nicholas Cruz, the trial has been posted online, like the um, sentencing, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to determine whether or not he, he will get the death penalty or whatever, because he already pled guilty. Um, so I've been watching like snippets of this trial and you know they talk about like warning signs and things like that and you know so i was like i wonder if there's you know more than 
you know, if, if there's some similarities across the board. So I've been going through some of the old, older school shootings and like, you know, I'm working my way through, you know, because there's quite a bit. So, um, you know, I'm working my way through. So if you guys are interested in that, um, you know, let us know. And um, hopefully we'll have some content in relation to that at some point in time. Yeah. And then there's, of course, the conspiracies behind all of the shootings, including Columbine, um, because of people like myself who have propagated them uh, since I was 19 years old. But yes, there are plenty. And I know we haven't done the conspiracy corner yet. Jesus Christ on a cracker. We I like I got to get my act together over here. Um, we did it. We put a B side together the other day that is out. Uh, there's another B side coming this week that'll be on there. And also we'll be recording a another B side on Saturday. We'll be recording, I believe, later on in the evening to accommodate for the time change for our guest. Um, if you're interested, check it out. Uh, exclusive content again, inflation proof. Um, it's not waterproof, but it is inflation proof and it's $2 for the month. Get after it. We, uh, put together more content on there for you. Uh, a lot more personalized content too. It's not so much news and information. It's a lot of, um, a lot of books, a lot of different discussions on, we, we did a sea monster episode. We still have more sea monsters to go through. We didn't want to throw all the sea monsters into the soup at one time. There are plenty of sea monsters to go through. Um, and then we have to remove Angel. Remind me to remove the uh, the Tacoma Narrows giant octopus from the list eventually, because I know it's probably in that book. Um, we okay. Don't, we don't want to talk. We already talked about that sea monster because uh, Elliot told us about it. Um, the mm -hmm. one that's in uh, in Washington. And mm -hmm. by the way, if you haven't checked that one out, do talk about cryptids that are over there. We're, this is a variety show. If you're coming here for politics all of the time, there's only so much that we could talk about politics, for Christ's sake. Eventually, that gets kind of fucking boring. Uh, we've had some major guests on this show over the years. Uh, we've had plenty of discussions on it. And, of course, we cover the news with a certain perspective, if you know what I'm saying. Um, but eventually, you got to branch out a little bit. So today it was saunas, turning off the gas in Germany. Uh, and by the way, Brian also brought this to my attention. So not only did he light a fire on Facebook, but he also lit a fire in my mind. I did not know Dr. Martin himself, whose boots I love, was a German soldier. <laughs> and is that accurate? Dr. Martin was actually a German uh, soldier in the Wehrmacht in the Second World War. I'll fucking pull it up. Oh, God. Well, I'm still going to wear them, guys. Like, I'm sorry. Like, they're the best boot for me. They're the best boot for me. I can't. I can't do it. I, I I can't switch. Timberlands just don't have the look for me. They just Here, Dr. Martin's origins date to 1945 when Dr. Klaus Mart Martins, a 25-year-old soldier and medical doctor at the time, interesting, mm -hmm. uh, created a unique air-cushioned sole rather than the traditional hard leather sole to aid his recovery from a broken foot because it was uh, something he, – he got his foot fucked up in the boots that were standard issue to the German army – like weren't cutting it so he designed his own fucking boot so yeah he was in there so you got you got them you got vw you got fucking porsche. bmw you got mercedes you got porsche right. you got fucking look up look up the history of fanta if you're uh if you like fanta or coca-cola products um that one's always fun yes um what else we got oh hugo voss you go, boss. boss fuck, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the entire look, look at how many. Program. 
Look at how many Nazis ended up in NATO. Look at how many ended up in NASA. Like it's uh, it's pretty interesting. It's very. Yeah, I think it's also, I think it's also very interesting because it's like you hear. I remember hearing all those stories growing up, like especially in like Argentina, Brazil, all that shit. And then it's like it all kind of fades into obscurity. But now it's like you apparently there's a huge Nazi problem in Ukraine. Like I like I don't know. It's all coming back, and it's like is all like how does it all connect or and how much of it's just propaganda? Cause I'm sure there's like somewhere in the middle that's actually real, but it's like, it's so hard to figure out, but it's fucking insane. Well, th- speaking of insane, I have one of the most insane ideologies that you're going to hear of. You brought this to my attention by just mentioning this. Have anybody heard, you've heard of national social socialism, which is Nazism, right? Mm-hmm. National socialist German workers party. You've heard of Bolshevism. Uh, which is their um, counterpart in the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. But have you heard of national Bolshevism, ladies and gentlemen? Ah. No. I, did you just make that up? No, I'm not making it up. This is a real thing. National Bolshevism, whose supporters are known as National Bolshevists or Nazballs, B-O-L-S, Nazballs. Th- yeah, yeah, that's, that's... You're fucking lying to me. I'm this not is lying a, this to is you. Troll shit. No, no, it's not is a radical political movement that combines ultra-nationalism and communism. By the way, both of those Jesus things Christ, what are, do we need? are mutually exclusive, by the way. They, they, those two things don't usually jive with each other. People Notable, they all do the same shit. They do, they, which is kill people. Uh, notable historical proponents of national Bolshevism in Germany include Ernst Nichicht, 1889-1967, Heinrich Laufenberg, 1872 to 1932. Boy, he missed out on all the fun, didn't he? And Karl Otto Patel, uh, Patel, 1906 to 1975. In Russia, Nikolai Ustralianov, Australianov, Ustra, either way, Nick, 1890 to 1937, and his followers, uh, Smenoveskovsky, used the term. Notable modern advocates of the movement include Alexander Dugan, the dude whose daughter was blown up in the car bomb. That's that guy. Okay. And Edward, yeah, Edward uh, Limonov, the leader of the unregistered and banned National Bolshevik Party in the Russian Federation. Boy, you really have to fuck up if you're a National Bolshevik and Putin's like, nah, no, that's a little too much here. That's a little, you know, take about 25% off. Um, National Bolshevism was a term first used to describe as as a current within the Communist Party of Germany and then the Communist Workers Party of Germany which wanted to ally the insurgent communist movement with dissident nationalist groups in the German army who rejected the, rejected the Treaty of Versailles. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They were led by Heinrich Laufenberg and Fritz uh, Wolfheim, who were based in Hamburg. Their expulsion from the Communist Party was one of the conditions that Karl Radek explained was necessary if the, K- if the Communist Party was to be welcomed to the Third Congress of the Third International. However, the demand that they withdraw from the party would probably uh, have happened anyway. Radek had dismissed the pair's national Bolsheviks, the first recorded use of the term in a German context. And just so you guys know, they have a flag. Do you have a flag? Yes, we do have a flag, and I'm going to show you what it looks like. This is wild. It's two things that I find so reprehensible. I can't even... (laughs) I'm having a hard time looking at it, okay? like here wait, describe it to me in detail. I can't see it. So again, we're not I'm not sure if this is going to be an audio only episode for so this is for everybody, including our friend on the phone. 
Um, it's the National Socialist flag, so red, and then there's a white uh, circle in the middle. And instead of the swastika, there is a hammer and sickle. So that's what <laughs> the flag looks like. I two disgusting things. I mean, it is like literally a shit stew of epic proportions. And uh, the National Bolshevik Party uh, had thrown um, demonstrations in 2006 in St. Petersburg. But yes, this is an old movement. This is a very old movement. Um, and, and then, of course, uh, Schultzenitsyn and Lomanov de debated over um, anti-communism, and there was a big discussion about it. Uh, I'll put notes in here for you guys. Then nobody's going to read it anyway. So if you didn't think there were, that's your that's your moment of weirdness. Um, it's not it's not Can't good. Wait to meet this nobody guy. <laughs> well, that's um, that's it for this week. Uh, this has been an unmitigated disaster. And um, I thank you for if you if you're still listening, you are not the resistance, but you are a friend of ours, and I find that to be far more important. Uh, hugs and kisses. Uh, I don't have anything else to say, Angel. What do you have? Um, that's it. Okay, that's it. Not good, um, but that's all right. We're gonna live with it. Uh, we're getting out of here. Uh, <laughs> it's it's really not good at all. I apologize for that. Um, great, Brian. Do you have anything else before we wrap up? No, I got to eat and go to bed so I can get up in six hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, not good. Speaking of not good, I uh, bring you more of the same. Um, and as Kilgore Trot would say, everything is as it's supposed to be, which is completely fucked up. I'd like to thank our sponsors, AgorasNexus.com, Ray Faba, Fine Art and Design from the Great Lakes. And, of course, Team Mandalore keeps cycling. Very weird eye paint acronym accidents are happy accidents. And, ladies and gentlemen, who could who could forget I'm going to be seeing Todd and his gay soap this weekend. Todd is having a party. So I was invited to the party. It's for one hour. It's from nine to 10. Angel's also invited. It's only for one hour. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I'm saying that is because he sent the invite and he goes nine. And then it's the, it's the, the hyphen 10. Um, I'm, I'm having a party. I'm like, you're having a party for an hour. When? And he goes, no, 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 the, the 10th. And I go, that's 9 to 10. 9 slash 10 is the fucking date. That's how this works. I mean, what's next? We're going to be putting the... If you do the 9 dash 10, then you have to do dash 22. Like yes. you can't... Yeah. Thank you. I agree. Thank you. Thank. Finally. So, uh, but... What's the reason? What? So wait, did he say he spelled out like the day of the week it was going to be and then put that time? Or was no, it no. just 9 to 10? Nine to ten, I'm having a party, like, and I'm like, right. But then you wouldn't know what day it was going to be. That's why I asked. There's nothing like, else. Yeah, I asked. I was like, what? When is this happening? Like, just for an hour? What day? <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like context-wise, if that was the only thing, I wouldn't automatically assume that was the time. But you would still have to ask what time the party was then. But well, either way, it's fucked. Well, either way, I'm I'm retarded. That's also the that's the most likely outcome. <laughs> The most likely. So I'm, I'm going to be no. there. I'm going to be there with Todd, and uh, we're going to take a look at what the gay soap operation is going on. Like, I haven't heard any updates. Um, I still keep hawking and flogging this goddamn soap for him. Uh, the original sponsor of the show, um, and probably will end up being the only sponsor as we fade into the <laughs> abyss of nobody listening to us. Maybe you'll read the book to Brian and mm -hmm. I together. 
Um, we got to fucking people tell me we need to promote on TikTok. I'm not doing it. Like, which I don't know shit no. about any of that. No, nope. I'm I'm not interested. We, we're gonna make this bitch fly, Jay. We're gonna get it. It's gonna take off. We All just right. gotta get our shit together. All right. And also, I'd like to thank your friend Chad. I know that he has T-shirts with our logo on the T-shirt. As um, yeah, I own two of them. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So I'm grateful for that. I'm also grateful for Chad for pulling our friend out of the water uh, when he uh, almost drowned in the pool, <laughs> pushing the limit. Um, and yeah, he fucked I'm, up. Now I'm the world's problem still. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, it was that video was something else. That was scary. So um, yeah, it's not. I don't remember any of it. It's crazy. It is crazy. So, like, if that's what dying feels like, it doesn't feel like anything. Ah, oh, man. I, yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, we're all going to find out. I just don't know if we'll be able to report back. Nobody's come back to complain about it yet, so we'll see. Um, but before you die, consider this. Native American summer is right around the corner, and I know those of you that are in Northeast <laughs> Ohio understand that Native American summer is a very real thing. I remember, not even in the Northeast Ohio Soviet Socialist Republic, but in Soviet Pennsylvania. I was out with my wife at Gettysburg in the middle of October in 2016. Never forget it. Drove all the way across the state, went to Centralia. You know, it's an abandoned uh, town because of a mine fire that's still burning. Uh, they closed the fucking road, that the, the abandoned highway, the graffiti highway. That's gone because one of you's fucked it up, and now none of us can get to it. They put dirt on it. So all of the spray paint art is gone. We can't see it. Uh, but it's um, Silent Hill is loosely based on the town. It's been burning since 62. Uh, we went out there, checked it out. Then we uh, went to Harrisburg, hung out, and then we went to Gettysburg. And Gettysburg mm-hmm. was 84 degrees on that October day. Hot. I mean, hot as, I mean, I mean, sweating like a whore in church. It was so goddamn hot that day. Ladies and gentlemen, you know that it's coming. You know that while winter is approaching, uh, the Native American summer is going to push for uh, its one last assault on your nether regions, your ball bag, the tackle box, the taints, coin purse, whatever it is, fat folds, under boobs, all of that stuff. Native American summer can be quite relentless, and when you least expect it, because perhaps you've worn jeans instead of shorts, and now you have the ball vinegar going on. I don't want that to happen to you while you're out with your friends, maybe going to an art museum, perhaps taking in a film at the local cinema if it's still open. Uh, I want you to smell good, so please check out our sponsor, Todd, and his gay soap from Akron Akron Apothecary, excuse me. Uh, Cold-pressed, handmade soap from very supple and soft gay hands to your supple ass. To keep it clean, fresh, for all those special someones or someone. If you're on Grinder, you don't want your first impression of that salad tossing to be nasty, right? No. You want them to know. They, you want them when they get into the dung ditch, you're like, oh, my gosh, you used Todd's gay soap. This is a match meant to be. And you know what? It's a gay love story. Don't be the guy that doesn't get it on the gay love story, okay? Don't be Do you, that person. Jay. <laughs> yeah. Do, um, Do you remember those old Orbit gum commercials? Oh, yeah, 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 I do. Yes, yes. Where it's like they smile at the end and then there's like the sparkle on their teeth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we should do, we need to make that, but for like Todd's Gay Soap and like clean assholes. I think that's a wonderful idea. I think that's a I think so fact. too. Dude. When... And I thought of something else while you yeah. were doing that ad. Thank you, yes. So how 
how they covered uh, Centralia, how they covered it with dirt and everything. I wonder if, like, I don't know how long, like, I hope that spray paint all fucking stays. But do you, you know how, like, every time they dig over in fucking Italy, they're pulling up more fucking mosaics from, like, yes. the fucking ancient Roman? Yeah. So, like, someday somebody's going to be fucking digging in all this dirt, and they're going to find, like, thousand-year-old fucking graffiti spray paint, and they're going to have to fucking halt everything. Yep. So they can fuck it. It's going to be, like, a historical fucking site, but it's just going to be, like, what if that's what those mosaics were to the Romans? They're like, oh, yeah, this is just some shit we were doing for fun to fuck around. (laughs) Dude, you're not, Uh. you know what's funny about that? I have a picture that I took, a photograph uh, somebody uh, spray painted "Save the Republic, Burn the Illegal Fed," and I, my nipples got hard at the time. I'm like, okay, somebody actually gets it. Well, guess what? In the future, somebody's going to dig that up, and it's going to be like idiocracy. But Fed, what's fucking Fed? Like, they're like, why are you talking like you know the f word? I can't say it on here. We'll get banned. Um, but yeah, they're, they're going to come across all of the penis art all of the dick and balls that were spray painted onto the highway and be like, Oh, just like the Romans, Eastern Northeastern Pennsylvania, <laughs> really into phallic art. You know what I mean? <laughs> like It's going to be the same shit. Um, but anyway, Todd's gay soap, check it out. Akron apothecary.com. I'll report back after the party and let you know if there's anything new in the gay soap world. Um, look out for the B sides that'll be dropping. Um, and other than that, thanks for sticking with us uh, through uh, yet again another dumpster fire of a show. I expect to be shot when I surface from the studio today and uh, and high time. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Orlami. <laughs>